0: among hominids and maybe even australopiths the young could not hold on to the mother by themselves either the mothers had to carry them all the time or when the mothers were foraging in say a patch of berries or in a nut tree they put their young down they might well have developed a vocal pattern to reassure the offsprings that they were not abandoned hence motherese even perhaps a kind of singing upon which platform in due course but nobody knows when proto-speech might well have arisen understandable by both male and female offspring but perhaps more used by the females while as some scholarly wags like to say the males were off somewhere hunting and inventing the pliocene pleistocene version of monday night football were females then the main engine behind the development of the human being's most astonishing talent language Language is, Alison Jolly has written, a hugely important skill claimed for the traditionally disadvantaged sex. I would like to think it true, and true because of women's role in the hugely important nexus of human social relations. Nothing else makes as much sense. The Road to a Thoroughly Modern Millie Leaving the African Cradle In which something like people move out of Africa, or maybe Asia, or whatever archaeologists find from week to week, we meet seven of Eve's daughters and the authors also speak of two kinds of evidence, genetics and archaeology. The two most famous people of the late Pleistocene, a period that began some 145,000 years ago and lasted to the beginning of the present period, the Holocene starting 10,000 years ago, are women. Known to millions as Ayla, the heroine of Jean Owl's internationally best-selling novel clan of the cave bear along with its sequels played in the movie version by daryl hannah Ayla was a cro-magnon or what anthropologists now call an anatomically modern human and what many moviegoers no doubt thought thought of as a real babe orphaned by an earthquake Ayla was raised by Neanderthals, was forced to hybridize, and set forth to stride through Ice Age Europe at the dawn of what can properly be called modern humanity. Blonde hair streaming in the wind, tall, lithe, athletic, and headstrong, Ayla was, of course, a figment of the imagination. The next best known late Pleistocene figure is the Venus of Willendorf. She came to light in nineteen oh eight, found by archaeologist Joseph Zombathy in a terraced bank of the rather the terraced bank of the Danube River, not far from the town of Willendorf in Austria. Carved with exquisite care from non-local limestone, she is four and three-eighths inches high, and was sometimes was made sometime between 22,000 and 24,000 years ago. She looks nothing at all like Daryl Hannah or anyone's notion in 1908 of Venus. Though often sculpted and pictured as nude ever since the time of the Hellenic Greeks, Venus had an aura of chasteness to her, like the modest Venus pictured in the half-shell by Botticelli, demurely covering her breasts and pubic area with her hands. Some scholars speculate that such Venuses represent the feminine, the female-tamed, which is to say, the unpredictable and turbulent nature of women, brought under control and civilized by the exertions of power by men. Figure 6-1 Venus of Willendorf On the other hand, the Venus of Willendorf is not just nude, but openly, contentedly, contentedly, Proudly out there, more than that, she is corpulent, even obese. Her tiny hands rest on the top of enormous breasts. Her great belly protrudes in a roll of fat over heavy thighs. Her navel, a profound innie, stares out like a third eye above an intric- intricately detailed vulva. She has no face. Only what appeared to most observers to be braids of hair wrapped around her head. So she was not intended as a three dimensional portrait of some actual woman, but an abstraction. Theories of what she represented abounded over the years. She was a goddess, or at least a symbol of fertility, a figurine that could magically promote fertility. But was she pregnant, representing the wondrous mystery of reproduction and birth? No, she was just fat. Were Rubenesque women the ideal of female beauty in the late Pleistocene? Did late Pleistocene men or women or both possess some sort of ideal of female beauty? Maybe she was a portable sex object that some man made to while away the nights in hunting trips recalling that when first found she was she was stained a bit with red ochre some said that she was represented that she represented menstruation and obviously had been crafted by a woman not a man she has also been seen by many as the overall and universal mother goddess the venus of willendorf is by no means the earliest such representation of the human female form nor was she the first to be found a french marquis had found one headless armless and also footless in the Dor- Dordogne 45 years before the venus of willendorf turned up with a bit of snobby sarcasm he called his find the immodest venus so the find at Willendorf was called a venus too and she became the very icon of prehistory even though we may never know for certain exactly what her creator had in mind when making her but what is really important is that the carver had something in mind the figurine was a figment of the imagination she represented something stood for something beyond her four and three eighths inch high being by the time she was made in other words people were thinking symbolically not only could a figurine stand for something and have meaning or even many meanings all combined in one object but such complexity of thought means that unquestionably by this time people were using words that stood for things not present in either time or space they were representing the natural world around them and more likely more than likely a spiritual world that lay beyond their senses and besides creating figurines they were probably uttering spoken words And sentences as well as producing painted images bodily adornments and surely rituals songs and dances to the natural world and the social world had been added a complicated matrix of symbols and meanings that were passed on in history in other words these people interacted with their world more or less as we do. And this new array of thought and meaning was the common way people lived in the world. These physical representations of things are the palpable signs that the genus Homo Had produced a species that was not just anatomically like us today but behaviorally mentally like us just how long before this point in time people had become fully modern is a subject of ongoing controversy but no people would disagree that by some 40,000 years ago homo sapiens sapiens was on the scene